This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. ...at 188,400 tonnes. The Saskatchewan Crop Report released yesterday says overall spring planting is at 51% complete. Canola planting is at 38% finished. Alberta issues its crop report later today. Earlier this week, Manitoba reported seeding was 42% complete. The U.S. markets will be closed for most of Monday for Memorial Day. Trading will resume Monday at 7 p.m. Central. Running off prices at the Chicago Board of Trade, soybean futures are lower Friday morning. The July soybean contract is down 3 cents at 8.32 per bushel. July soy oil is down nearly half a cent at 26.63 U.S. cents per pound. July soy meal is up 90 cents at 283.40 per hundredweight. Corn futures are slightly lower Friday morning with the July contract down a penny at 3.17 per bushel. Chicago oats are higher with the July contract up 4 cents at 3.23.5 per bushel. Wheat futures are lower Friday morning. Chicago July is down 11.5 at 5.05. Kansas City July is down 8 at 4.46.5. And And Minneapolis July is down 5 at 5.13. That's a look at the ice futures and the Chicago markets for Friday morning, May 22nd. For Markets Farm in Winnipeg, I'm Glenn Halleck. Spring is here, and the drive is on for savings. Get up and running today during New Holland's Spring Drive sales event from Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John. Find great deals and special savings featuring 0% financing and cashback offers on New Holland tractors, from compacts to high-horsepower models and everything in between. Save on select New Holland hay tools, too. Call Butler Farm Equipment at 250-785-1800 today, because just like spring, Spring Drive savings won't last long. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig on Moose FM. Good morning. Welcome to this edition of Moose Talks. Uh, We're going to have another sort of special episode in store for you today. Doing another local business roundup, roundtable, I should say. We're going to be talking about the reopening of BC's economy, the phases of it, the phase we're in now, and how it's affecting businesses that you know and love right here in Fort St. John. So today, I'm going to be joined by Julie Zebart, the president of the Fort St. John and District Chamber of Commerce. She's below me. Uh, Darren Thompson, the owner of Montana's and Booster Juice. He's to my uh, right there. And uh, Rhiannon White, the owner of Studio 105. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. For sure. Thanks. Yeah, happy to be here. All right. So uh, we'll start with you, Julie, because you are the president of the Fort St. John uh, and District Chamber of Commerce. You also uh, own or are one of the owners of MNP. So you're a business owner, and uh, you talk to a lot of business owners who are members of the uh, the uh, chamber. The government announced about two weeks ago that some businesses could begin to reopen as early as this week after the long weekend, albeit with new physical distancing measures in place and sort of safety guidelines that had to be followed. 
Uh, what are you hearing from your members uh, about this reopening? Are they happy it's happening? Were they hoping for more time to prepare? What have you been hearing? Uh, so from, from the chamber perspective, we recognize that this was going to be a, a challenge for, for businesses to, to follow and comply with these because there, there wasn't much for guidance. And so what we had done was we brought in Chris back from WorkSafe BC mm -hmm. uh, last Thursday and had that roundtable uh, discussion with us. And there were so many questions from from our members and others that participated in there. And really the general consensus was that there is, it is difficult to to follow with the safety plan with, um, there's some vagueness and I'm sure Darren and Rhiannon will talk about that and needed more guidance. So with our business ourselves, with the MNP, we, we were thankful that we had some time to um, get our place, our, our office space ready and to start bringing our team back in this week. I went there yesterday and we've got the lines and we've got the plexiglass, but you know, those are all uh, time and um, dollars that are hard to spend for, for businesses in these times, knowing that there's possibly another outbreak that could happen. And we don't know what that's going to take for, for putting that in place again, or how many businesses are going to make it through that second wave. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I'll, I'll go to you now, Darren, because uh, you're kind of in a unique situation. Mo Montana's was closed, uh, and then it was open for takeout and delivery, I believe. And now you're kind of looking to move on to this next phase of perhaps opening at half capacity or what have you. I mean, how are you as a business owner of a restaurant feeling about this reopening? Were you prepared? Do you think the government should have done more to say this is what you need to do? What are your thoughts? Well, uh, like like all other business sectors, we have um, been sort of waiting for the direction. Um, there were various pieces of information that came out. We thought we might be restricted to 50 people in the beginning, and we didn't hear about 50% until almost exactly a week ago. So it's been sort of hard to prepare for that, not having clear direction until recently. So... Um, we haven't been scrambling. We've sort of been prepared or preparing. And thankfully, because of the franchise, we have been able to get a lot of support corporately. Um, we have, I think, enough clarity at this point, And we are re-gearing and retooling and restructuring right now in order to make that happen. And I think it's been an advantage for us to have reopened for delivery and uh, takeout in advance so that we're sort of partway there. All right. Well, I'll uh, kind of ask you the same question then, Rhiannon. Uh, you own Studio 105, though, again, uh, another unique uh, situation. You're 100% closed, basically, for the last two months. And again, the government said your uh, business was in one of the sectors of the economy that could reopen uh, as soon as this week, I believe. How's that been for you? Uh, were you prepared? Has there been enough time given by the government for you to be able to put measures in place so that you can reopen safely per their guidelines? Um, well, the, probably the most difficult part is the lack of instruction coming from the communication from the provincial government to our health sector. Because we work in our personal service industry, mm -hmm. we're so close to people um, working really 
directly with them. So it's, it's a little bit scary for us to go back because of like, if you keep up with the news and you're on the internet there, the talk of the second wave is sort of frightening for us to, I feel almost like we're, we're guinea pigs coming into this. Um, but the guidelines have been really vague. Um, last week on Friday, uh, they, the statement that was released by Bonnie Henry was, was done at the letter that was sent out was at 457 of the long weekend. So we were told that we could reopen as of Tuesday, but then the guidelines weren't, um, they weren't released to us. So they released to the public that, yes, guess what? Your hair salon may be able to open on Tuesday, but guess what? Um, the health authorities aren't telling us what we need to do to do that safely. Um, so it's, it's been very, uh, confusing for a lot of people, especially the consumer, because they see, they see what's happening. They see businesses opening and they're going, well, how come you're not open? And, um, I need to make an appointment. So trying to relay to our customers, um, and our, and our staff, just what the protocol is going to be like and what it's going to look like when we come back, because it's going to look really different. Well, then in regards to that, uh, Rhiannon, I'll, I'll, I'll start with you on this one. Do you think the government should? should have given more time for this and said, we're announcing reopening, but maybe, I don't know, it starts in a month or three weeks. And, uh, you know, you as a business owner, you want room to be able to kind of make decisions on your own and be able to work things out as you need to, because every sector of the economy, every business is different from one another. Do you, did, were you expecting and hoping the government would be a little more clear in these guidelines and saying, here's exactly what you need to do? Would that have helped or hindered the situation, do you think, given that, again, as I say, every business is unique? What do you think? Um, I, do, they, I do feel like the communication to business owners and the, the regulations and mandates were not clear. However, I knew our mandate was till May 30th, so I knew we legally weren't allowed to operate um, in any shape or form. Um, for any personal service until May 30th. But I also knew that leading up to the weeks before that there was a lot of talk about that mandate being lifted. So I did have an idea that it could be lifted early. But that being said, they basically in a really vague way told the world we can open, but we don't know what you need to do yet to get to that point. So um, yeah, I feel like they should have relayed a lot more uh, detailed information and in what that was gonna look like for us. Um, every business is unique. But because we're we're working so closely to people, some of the services that we offer, we're actually still not able to do because they're considered phase three. Mm-hmm. And some of them are okay for phase two. So we were like last week, I was told we weren't able to provide any service without um, a mask and gloves and a shield for the service provider. Um, and the clients also had to have that as well. And then this week they're saying, oh, you don't need a shield anymore unless you really want one. Well, all that PPE is quite a large expense for a small business in the thousands for us to even just operate on a daily level. So it's it's, it's challenging for sure. Absolutely. I mean, uh, back to you, Darren. Again, uh, what do you think? I mean, you kind of mentioned this already. It was unclear. Were you – some of the guidelines were unclear anyway – were you hopeful the government would be more clear and maybe more heavy-handed and this is what you need to do and when? Or, uh, I mean, it's been difficult, but are you sort of glad that you're able to kind of come up with your own solutions? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? 
Well, I don't think any one of us wants the government to be heavy-handed because mm -hmm. I don't think that that, uh, that does anything really for us. But certainly clear direction is better. There was a bit of confusion on my part when the government decided to make WCB responsible uh, for our reopening because, like Rhiannon says, we already deal with an agency being public health. So to me, it would have made more sense for public health to be the agency because they're already coming in and they're checking us on a regular basis. Um, 100%. But I think that WCB probably, uh, because they, they're responsible for workplace safety, that's why they use them. It just didn't make sense initially to me, for sure, right? So I, I feel like we've we've got enough time because we're able to take the time we need in order to do it. We didn't have to reopen on Tuesday of this week. We are able to take as long as we need. So we just carry on and make those preparations. I think also we've been able to see what some other provinces have done, Alberta being slightly ahead of us. And so that gave us a little bit of an indication of the direction that we were probably going here in British Columbia. Okay. Uh, you say you felt like you've had enough time, though, Darren. Uh, if you, So you'd say maybe, tell me if I'm wrong about this, you didn't feel pressure about from the government to reopen, but, I mean, have you been feeling pressure from consumers who'd like to be able to have a dine-in experience? Uh, how's that been for you? Uh, yes, we definitely have. I think that that kind of pressure is a good thing because it tells me that people are interested in getting back into our restaurant, getting back to normal. So that part is is good. But I don't feel that the government necessarily pressured me. It just sent some bad signals initially because... I kid you not, the phone is ringing off the hook mm -hmm. um, even before we get there because we don't currently go in until uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So the phone is ringing all the time. People are trying to find out when they're going to be able to come in. And uh, it's just been constant messaging to try and clarify what the process is for us. Mm -hmm. uh, same question to you, Rhiannon. I, do you feel pressure to be opening quicker than maybe you'd be comfortable with either because of the government guidelines or uh, consumers. How do you feel about that? Um, oh, for sure. Um, my, my personal Facebook page is like 20 to 50 messages sometimes a day. Um, a lot of new friend requests for people thinking that they could get in on the first day or, you know, women and men alike and families, everybody just wants to sort of try to get back to normal or whatever normal will look like moving forward. So they're seeing other salons open and, and I've actually made the call. We're not actually going to be open to the public for till June 1st. Mm -hmm. And the first week we open will be an allotment for our VIP clients that, um, maybe that were booked in while we were mandated to close and then we'll open to the general public on june 8th because the ppe equipment that i'm going to need as a restriction i can't get um i i'm having a really hard time getting some of the things that we need and i want to make sure that the the guidelines and regulations are really clear to my staff and my team so that they understand that i don't want it to be a scary experience for them to come back because for some of them they they they're it's it's frightening and it's frustrating and really challenging and they don't know what that's going to look like um i don't know what that's going to look like and it's not the it's it's not been some of the restrictions have not been relayed and they're changing every day mm -hmm. so i find out 
last week that one of the restrictions that we had was this and then this week oh guess what you don't have to do that we don't we don't think it's a restriction it's a recommendation um so it, it's been really challenging for sure but clients they they're excited to come back and sort of have some sort of normalcy and there's a lot of gray-haired ladies out there that are really looking forward to their hair appointments coming up mm-hmm. absolutely uh julie yeah. i'll end uh, with you on this one <laughs> the same thing you hearing from uh chamber uh members and uh even at mmp did you feel pressure to open from the government and from consumers or or is this kind of like i you know we just would have liked more time to get things done and ready to go but you know, we'll, we'll open when we feel like it. How, how, what have you been hearing? Well, for sure. So, you know, coming from MNP and with our tax season, this was definitely a tax season for the books because mm-hmm. we had to move very quickly to, to go online and work from home. And that's not the normal for, for our clients. They're used to seeing us face-to-face, working um, in meeting rooms with us, and so we've had to adjust very quickly to that new normal. So it will be nice to come back to the office, but that's going to look very different as well. And I believe our clients have adapted very well. We've adapted as a team very mm-hmm. well, but it has definitely been challenging. Okay, and uh, again, uh, from a cha- like from your members in the chamber, you hearing that pressure? Pre- are they feeling pressure to open maybe quicker than uh, they might be comfortable with? What are you hearing? Yeah, there's definitely that pressure, and it's 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 an economic pressure, right? Yeah. So when you have when when you've been closed, we've been fortunate because we've been able to work from home. But if you look at hospitality, you've looked at the um, the beauty industry, you look at um, tourism, they've had to have a complete shutdown. And then they're getting their guidance days before the actual reopening, mm-hmm. it, it's not enough time. And uh, I know businesses have, have been thinking, much like Rhiannon, that might be the opening day that's available, but they're going to take the time to make sure that they comply with all of those standards. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're going to have to leave it there for now. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with our business roundtable on reopening the BC economy right here on Moose FM and Moose Talks. It's down every back road. It's there when you go camping at the baseball diamond or when you're out for a Sunday cruise. Dirt. There's no avoiding it, but you can get rid of it with Mix Suds. Head to Mix Suds Truck and Car Wash and say goodbye to all that dirt. With their indoor wash bays, vacuums, waxes, and fully stocked detailing supplies, along with fresheners and so much more. Keep your vehicle nice and clean all year long. Mix Suds Truck and Car Wash on Alaska Road next to McDonald's. Make Suds make sense with Mix Suds. Action Property Management knows that home is where your heart is. And because of that, we've made it our mission to make sure that if you need a home in the beautiful Peace Country, we have the one that fits your needs perfectly. Whether you're looking for furnished or unfurnished, month-to-month leases, single living places, or a place for your whole family, pets, and all, Action Property Management will find your next place to call home. For a list of all our rentals available and an application to get started, check out our website at actionproperty.ca or see our listings at our office across from Totem Mall. 
Il Lago Family Restaurant is known for delicious Italian food here in Fort St. John with every meal made from scratch. Things have changed during these crazy times, but you can still enjoy authentic Italian food. They are open for takeout to serve you from Monday to Friday from 11 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. and Saturday to Sunday from 4 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Special health measures are in place to keep you and their staff healthy. Il Lago Family Restaurant, 250-262-8802 and check out the menu on their Facebook page. Contact Willie's Trucking for St. John for all your shipping needs. Big, small, they ship it all. They take pride in making sure your shipment gets to your destination in one piece. Willie's Trucking specializes in LTL freight deliveries from Northern BC to Edmonton. They also offer small parcel shipping as well. Need urgent overnight delivery? They ship daily freight as early as the next business day to a large number of locations. They pride themselves as a trucking company to get it there not only fast, but safe too. Call today for free quote 780-488-2300. Check them out online, willystrucking.com. Craving pizza and bubble tea? Soul Sweet Cafe and 250 Pizza understands completely. They offer local delivery and free delivery over $20 purchases with Skip the Dishes. Call 250-785-1028 and place your order today. Soul Sweet Cafe and 250 Pizza on 100th Avenue. At McKenna Staffing Services, they pride themselves for professionalism and successfully matching hundreds of employees with prospective employees every day. Working with McKenna allows you to tap into their comprehensive database of candidates, which shortens the recruiting process. Whether you're seeking permanent or temporary staff, McKenna Staffing Services has hundreds of pre-screened candidates ready to go. For more info, call 785-TEMP. Got folks coming over in my vacuum on suck, so I throw it in my truck and I'm off to the vacuum store. It's on 99th at the fix it up right, open 10 in the morning till 5 at night. They got all the supplies you need, you know. Vacuum won't suck. Man, it doesn't work. Gets on my nerves. Energetic vacuums on 99th Avenue cross from Friendly Pets and on Facebook. Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Back on Moose Talks, I'm Dub Craig, and we're talking with Julie Zebart of the Fort St. John and District Chamber of Commerce, Darren Thompson, the owner of Montana's and Booster Juice here in town, and Rhiannon White, the owner of Studio 105, all about reopening BC's economy. Uh, you guys started talking during the commercial break about PPE and uh, finding it uh, being a challenge during this uh, time and uh, getting ready for reopening. So we'll start with you, Julie. What are you hearing from your members uh, on personal protective equipment and and finding it and getting enough to be able to reopen uh, some of the sectors of the economy that are slated to be reopening? Yeah, I think what we've been hearing is that it is tough to find um, to to keep that constant supply you might have it now but how long is this going to take mm-hmm. so uh, what we had been talking about at the break is the the healthcare or the yeah the healthcare uh, sector there has been the province supporting them by having a supply hub for PPE mm-hmm. and maybe that's something that is needed for the commercial sector as well because it is going to be difficult to source all of this Absolutely. Uh, Darren, uh, what's your experience been like uh, as you prepare to reopen your dining room? Uh, you're going to have to, I, I assume, have waitresses and, and waiters and, and people at the front wearing personal protective equipment in a way that we've never seen before in a restaurant. 
Uh, do you have enough? Are you concerned about how much you have and uh, and getting it in the future? I'm certainly concerned. We have a supply right now. Um, there was a bit of proactive moves made in the last uh, couple of weeks in order to ensure that we had some present in our restaurant and, and ready to go. Um, I think there's a, a bit of a difference when you're dealing with a business that operates behind a shield all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're able to do that. But as you can imagine, when you're in a restaurant, you're in much closer quarters. So anyone that comes in contact with a guest needs to be prepared with the personal protective equipment. So it's going to be a one of those new normals is the term that's being used. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to see a lot of it and things are going to look different. And we just hope that the general public is patient through this process. And Darren, you've brought this up a couple times now. Uh, you're in a different position than some businesses in that you're a franchise. So uh, have you seen uh, support from kind of the mother corp, if I can call it that, in regards to PPE? Have they sourced some uh, that they're kind of giving out to uh, each of the franchises? Or is this entirely something you have to do on your own? Uh, no, we've got a lot of support as we do in in many things, and so um, they've been instrumental in putting a little bit of a better supply chain together mm-hmm. for us. I can't hoard it. I can't be that person running into Costco and buying a cart full of toilet paper or masks or whatever. I can only get things one at a time, um, but I am nervous that that supply chain might not be effective enough to carry us through regular day-to-day operations. Mm-hmm. Well, same question to you, Rhiannon, uh, and you uh, don't have the same sort of franchise support. You're you're on your own on this one, but you said uh, during the commercial break, you kind of looked ahead a bit and you were able to get yourself a small supply, as I understand. Uh, are you concerned that you have enough going forward? Are you concerned about the supply in the future? How's it looking for you? Um. You know, some of our distributors, some of the close ones that I work really closely with ordering a few times a week, they've been really supportive and really helpful through this trying time. Um, There's a lot of businesses, a lot of salons that have had to close because of this, because financially they just Mm -hmm. couldn't, they couldn't do it. And it's really sad to see. Um, But I did make the call in March to order a ridiculous amount of masks and gloves and those should arrive within the next few days. Um, but again, for the comfort of my uh, customers and my staff, that has to be, I still want the experience to feel safe. Like there's still a virus going around. There's still, it's still scary. It doesn't go away. Um, I had a lady call me the other day and she said, can I book an appointment? And I said, cause you're, re- you're, we're reopening. And I said, uh, well, we will be on this day. And she said, well, I'm so glad that COVID's over. <laughs> and I was like, my response was like, it's not over. Like, this isn't like the the general public has such a different, like a range of views on how this is um, gone, how this has happened and how it's been rolled out. And the information that's being uh, released to the public um, is not always the most accurate. Mm-hmm. But uh, the distributors that I work with, to answer your question, um, have been really helpful. So hopefully some of that gear will start to come in in the next few days. And I'd rather have more than I need than not enough of what I need so that my um, staff and, and customers feel safe and we're following all the protocols we need to do. All right. Uh, well, we'll get to our last kind of topic of discussion here. And uh, we'll start with you, Rhiannon. Uh, we've all t- you've all touched on this so far already, but 
Do you have expectation or any really idea of what uh, your business is going to look like in in the long term? Uh, are you concerned, Rhiannon, about the financial viability of your business, uh, given that now you have to have PPE and you won't be able to maybe book as many people in at once? Is that a real concern for you? How are you feeling about that? Um, that, that, uh, today I feel good about it. Um, yesterday, not so much, uh, kind of go ebbs and flows with the information that's being released by, um, WCB and our health authority. Uh, yeah, I worry about it. I'm, I'm a little business, um, and I'm all by myself. So I don't have, a, I don't have the, um, like Darren was saying, he's got a little bit more support with his franchise, which is great. I mean, you're still on your own. You're still running the show by yourself, but, uh, I do worry a little bit about it. Uh, it's, it, it makes the customer experience in the business very different than it was before. Mm-hmm. Our businesses, um, a lot of it is the experience when you actually receive a service here with us and the experience is going to change with all these new mandates that they've been released. So I do worry. And with the chat of a second wave happening, I financially am preparing for that because it's very real and it could very well happen. We just don't know. I'm, I'm preparing for anything at this point. I see. And uh, quickly, are you hoping for more government uh, funding then and financial support in order to kind of get you through this then as a small business owner? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's a wonderful um, subject to touch on, because when this when we were first mandated to close, there was nothing available. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was running around trying to, you know, lines of credit and loans and just so I could figure out what I was going to do. And, and May 30th was such a long ways away from uh, March 21st. Like, how can I be closed? How can I, how can I run my business? How can I, so I've had to adapt and change quite a bit. And we are, we are restricted to how many people we can have in here. We are restricted with double booking. We are restricted with PPE. Um, people can't just walk in and buy a bottle of shampoo anymore. Um, so that's going to look really different. So we're just trying to adapt to the, like Darren was saying, the new norm seems to be the the wordage that people are using. Um, and it, it's, it's challenging for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Darren, same question to you. Uh, you do have the support of the franchise, kind of the mother corp, as I said earlier, but are you concerned about financial viability? I mean, you at max can kind of seat half the amount of people you could before. Uh, what are your expectations for your business kind of in the short to long term because of uh, measures like that? Well, I'm certainly hopeful that we're going to we're going to be able to manage this in the long term, but um, it's certainly going to be difficult. Um, the support has been helpful from government. Um, in the back of my mind as a business person, I always uh, have to remember that somehow we as a country have to pay for this. Yeah. So um, government doesn't generate money on their own. Government gets money from taxation. And so uh, any amount that I take as a business owner um, is going to have to come from somewhere. And so there's a bit of support there. We're going to be good, certainly, in the short term with uh, with all the things that the government's doing and help that I get from landlords and things like that. But it's very uncertain, and I think it's going to be a slow ramp up. While you say we can seat 50%, I don't think we're going to be at 50% because mm-hmm. there will be a, a sector of the public that will be uncomfortable getting back to normal. Absolutely. All right, we're going to have to leave it there, guys, but I really appreciate you taking some time to talk to us today. Thank you so much. 
Thank you. Thanks for having us. Bye. All right. We'll be right back on Moose Talks to wrap things up right after this. We encourage you to participate in the gift card challenge. Just buy a gift card from one of your favorite local businesses, then use it when things get back to normal. Or be a rock star and give it to someone working on the front lines to keep us safe. Learn more at giftcardchallenge.org. Aprons, pillows, quilts, sweaters. The Sew It Yourself shop has all kinds of fabrics and all kinds of patterns for whatever it is you're sewing, plus all the craft accessories you'll ever need. The Sew It Yourself shop in the Jones subdivision on Facebook and at SewItYourselfShop.com. Desiree Janot Notary Public is a three-time People's Choice winner for Best Notary, and they're open for business. They offer outstanding legal services to Fort St. John while following physical distancing protocols in their office to keep you safe. Whether you're buying or selling your home, estate planning, or need some legal advice on those topics, Desiree Janot Notary Public will help you out. Visit them at 10230 100th Street next to RBC or phone 250-787-1163. If you're looking for hassle-free internet services, call the Peace Region Internet Society today. With coverage throughout most of the Peace, PRIS can get you connected quickly without the hassle of contracts or bundles. Visit PRIS.ca or call 1-800-768-3311 for more information. For all your gravel hauling, contaminated waste, low beds and graders, Rogers Trucking can meet your needs. Call them today at 250-785-3647. Looking for more power out of your pedal? Here at SS Automotive, we have a large inventory of diesel enhancement products, including throttle sensitivity, boosters, tuners, custom programs, and even major components like engines and transmission. We have everything your diesel might need. Call SS Automotive today. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Our thanks to our guests today, Julie Zebart, the president of the Fort St. John and District Chamber of Commerce, Darren Thompson, the owner of Montana's and Booster Juice, and Rhiannon White, the owner of Studio 105. If you missed this episode or you'd like to watch it again, it will be available shortly to watch on the Moose FM and EnergeticCity.ca Facebook pages. Adam Rayburn is the studio producer of Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. We'll be back at this time next Friday for more Moose Talks. Be well. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace. This is Moose Country. This is Moose Country. 100.1 Moose Yeah.
Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.